Hello, everybody, and welcome to RealCom Live. It is good to be back to our Friday edition. And uh, I got to tell you, though, I kind of missed the studio that we were working with uh, at our conference in Scottsdale. Um, we had about 30 plus different segments, which are going to be available up on YouTube soon. The content was out of this world. The people were out of this world. Uh, but it is good to be back on our Friday episode. Um, and so this topic that we're going to be talking about today is very near and dear to my heart. Um, my my journey on the concept of smart, intelligent, prefabricated, well-designed, efficiently constructed buildings probably started in the early 80s uh, when I started following uh, the project that was going on uh, in uh, actually had gone on in Disney World at the Contemporary Hotel. And it was there that Disney first thought about the idea of constructing a, uh, an infrastructure that you could literally slide the rooms into. Uh, it was one of the first in the United States. And... Um, Unfortunately, over time, the costs uh, did not line up with the original projections and the concept of prefabricated at that kind of scale really kind of slowed down. Uh, I then my journey went around the world. Uh, Japan uh, really was picking up on it. And then most recently, going back about 10 years, broad construction out of China that had assembled the 40 story building in 15 days. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, the 15 story building, uh, know, the 40 story building in 15 days. Um, and we actually gave them a digi a few years back. So lo and behold, uh, we were introduced to a group that um, came out of uh, the Seattle area. And uh, the, our guest today, Steve Corcoran, uh, who's Systems Division Consultant with Sustainable Living Innovations, is literally going to blow your mind. Um, I mean, we've been talking about this for a long time. We've been uh, seeing various attempts around the world about this for a long time. And I think these folks really, really have it nailed. And, and we're going to bring a, actually a live webcam into the construction sites, or you're going to be able to see what's going on. Really going to be an exciting conversation. But before we bring on Steve, I'm going to show you a couple minute video, give you a little overview of the project, and then we're going to dive right in. Things just take too long, too inefficient. Our industry has said for the last 75 years, there should be a way to manufacture a building, but no one's been able to pull it off. Early on, it was clear to us that incrementally improving the model that existed wasn't gonna get us there. So we started over from scratch. You have to be a product development company first. How do you make parts in a manufactured environment that can be assembled in the field as a building? That was the direction we chose and it's turned out to be the right choice. The goal is to build high-rise buildings in half the time, use half the energy, half the water, and be a better place to live. We're literally 70% less energy than the building across the street. The environmental performance of it, it just resonates. We're really proud of the fact that 303 Battery is the world's first net zero energy multifamily tower in the world. It's going to be amazing what we get to do because of the way we've approached the problem and the technology that we've used to do it. I couldn't mention the SLI team without mentioning our factory team. We think it's really important to give people who have the fewest choices the most opportunity. The people that work here, people that buy our buildings, the people that live in our buildings, they all should be better off because of what we do. That's our hope. We're not just an idea or a notion. We're a growing technology company that is changing the way buildings are designed, developed, and delivered. 
I got to tell you, I've been looking and waiting for you guys for a long, long time. And, and when I first heard about the project, you know, usually you have to hear something seven times before you, um, you understand it, right? And, I, and I'm somebody who was looking for it. And it was probably about three months ago that it finally resonated exactly what you were doing. And I got to tell you, even just going into that webcam today and you explaining at a level of detail what you are doing, um, it takes you a little bit of time to really embrace it. You could be disrupting 100 years of construction protocols, <laughs> which is crazy. So um, before we get started um, you know, on the details of the project, give me a little history of the vision of the company. Day one, what was the impetus to try to go down this route of a highly efficient, uh, you know, energy efficient um, a building that can be constructed in a factory and assembled on site? Well, the Collins Warman uh, architectural firm in Seattle is, uh, is a combination of Mark Warman and Arlen Collins. And in 2008, when the, the whole financial sector was melting, um, really, it was it was then, you know, that Arlen said, this is where we pull we pull pull the plug on traditional and let's go for a, a different way of building buildings. You know, everything is too expensive, too costly. The cost of living to live in some of our cities is astronomical. So how can we build a building that's not low cost by taking all the fun features out of a building, uh, but how do you make a building more efficient in how you put it together? How do you save on material? How do you get rid of construction waste and time waste and produce something that still can be rentable uh, for a building owner or management company can still get a return on their investment, but uh, the savings can then be passed on to uh, to somebody who physically is living in that building. So lower rent cost as well. Okay, uh, so it was around 2008 when yeah, I imagine you sat in rooms for days, months, years, kind of you know envisioning, configuring. You know, uh, when when was day one where you put a shovel in the ground and actually started to prove out some of the concepts? Yeah, it started off uh, version one. It was actually built uh, two units that we still have in, down in Soto in a warehouse district. Uh, we built two prototypes. Um, that one is actually my lab right now where I have all my data equipment running. Um, and then iterated through, we actually built a 47 and 7 in the U district in Seattle, uh, which is a, a low rise. So that was our version two. Uh, we were still uh, pouring concrete onto our, our floor panels at that point. Um, and then fast forward to version five, we jumped through some versions, you know, as you try to keep up with code, but also you can just see where the pathway is going and what we're developing. <clears throat> 303 battery that's under construction right now is our version five. So above wow. the podium for our apartments, there is no concrete anymore. So we've eliminated that. So, so you don't use a traditional foundation? Uh, we use traditional foundation on the podium. Uh, and really our podium in L1 is traditional construction at this point. Uh, and then once we get to the SLI system or the panelization and uh, the kit of parts that we've produced, uh, then it goes into really an on-site assembly process. Well, why don't we bring up a photo of the project? I, I, I believe it will give folks just an idea of, um, you know, what the what the finished product will look like. Beautiful, stunning. And some of the complaints about prefabricated buildings, especially from the ones out of China, were they didn't look really good. They looked kind of like a, a square box. Uh, can you give us a little idea on how you accomplished this really nice design in a prefabricated world? Yeah, I think I think a lot of it stems back to the architectural side. You know, that's where that's where SLI is born from. So so I think really we didn't want to replicate the same box over and over and over again. So, you know, in the five or six buildings that we have rendered and in design full design for right now to build, 
uh, they all look quite different. Um, this is our, the 15 story there you're looking at, 303 battery. That is our high rise model. So that has an exoskeleton steel um, and then our panelization fits within that steel structure. Um, we also have a low rise product where the load bearing is in our panels itself. And uh, later uh, into the 2022, uh, we'll be building a uh, affordable housing uh, building in Seattle as well, 124 units uh, mm -hmm. that'll be five stories tall. So that we'll have, you know, our high rise product and a low rise product. So that uh, that ramp up on uh, the low rise product, we, you know, we did the design and, and the team did all the load calculations and everything and really brought that into now we're going to begin panel construction soon on that second building. Um, and, you know, that was under under two years to come up with a whole new technology for the other building. And I don't know if the news got to you, uh, not or yet, but we did give 303 a Digi Award uh, last week at our conference in Scottsdale. And uh, if, you, if you look at our history of those awards, we've given them to some pretty notable projects who have withstood the test of time and truly turned out to be thought leaders in, in the industry. So. Congratulations on that. Very, very well deserved. Thank you, um, Jim. Uh, yeah, we're looking forward to, I've shared that a little bit with the team, but uh, it's definitely go out to the broader team. Uh, it's, a, it's definitely a, a group effort over here. And uh, it was working. Well, you're up there with some notables like you know, Microsoft's digital campus and Google's work and some of the, the most intelligent buildings literally around the world from Shanghai to New York City. And so, uh, we, we give those awards out and really try to find the true innovators and the true thought leaders. So, uh, again, congratulations. Let's, um, let's bring up the live webcam. And, and we're, we're pushing the technology a little bit. So if something goes wrong, I apologize in advance. Um, but we've got uh, a live feed now from uh, little raindrops on the lens. So now you know it's live. It's raining welcome, in Seattle. Welcome to Seattle. <laughs> yeah, welcome to Seattle, exactly. So, so give us, um, and, and we'll stay on this view for a, a couple minutes. Give us a little overview of what we're looking at. Yeah, so, so there's actually a basement in this building. So traditional concrete construction in the podium. So basement and level one concrete. Uh, and then those, those columns that you see, we're moving to our steel structure. So that steel structure will go right up to the, the rooftop. And then what's interesting on that second floor is where our residential units are. So uh, it's unfortunate that today's uh, is wet and there's a lot of guys doing some stuff internally. But yesterday, all 27 of those third floor floor panels that you can see all nice and shiny and wet were placed yesterday one day uh, below that level two. We have all of our demising walls, so our, our walls on the exterior, which have all the cladding already in there. So they're, they're waterproof envelopes already installed. Uh, and then all of the demising walls between units are already placed. Uh, today and tomorrow with a break in the weather, I, it's probably windy there as well. Uh, we'll start dropping in our utility walls and the utility walls carry all of our vertical water management, uh, wastewater, uh, electrical bus duct uh, and the like. So, so these panels have everything. That floor panel you look at has all the hydronic heating piping in it already. It has electrical for the window wall. It has the window wall track in there as well for our sliding glass windows when they go in. So you already also took the utilities of the building into mind when when you're looking at the efficiency. We were chatting earlier and you said the walls come, you know, pre-fitted with electrical as well as plumbing. So, you know, when you're installing that Toto toilet or that shower, it's ready to go and there and even to some extent when you start working on the interiors the modular nature of the entire building it's a kind of a snap to grid kind of project 
Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's like becoming a kid again, like you're playing with Legos. So, so you have you have all those systems in there, and then almost like I come from the network background. So, you know, when you start hanging APs or network devices on the end of a system, that's kind of what you're doing with the toilet. You're adding the toilet to a system that's already installed. The tank's already in the wall. The plumbing's already there. The stack's already there. So, so it's it's really that fit out stage is that final final push. So, so in, in context of uh, a, you know, a World Series, what inning, what game are we in as far as the construction industry really paying attention to this as a viable competitor to traditional construction methods? Um, I, I still think we're early. I, we've been, you know, as, uh, not we, I can't include myself in there. I, uh, you know, a lot of the team has been around, uh, you know, over a decade working on this and uh, worked tirelessly on it. And I still think that that we're, you know, we're just getting going. Like uh, the, the first inning is coming. Wow. At the end of the day, you know, we're going to we're build this building and then it's, you know, it's show and tell in three dimensions when people can walk in. It's always going to be better than looking at it on the computer. So. So I think uh, I think we're at that point now where people can start to kick the tires, you know, putting on that 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 webcam of the construction going up and watching the the first walls go in uh, at that site and having all the floor panels go in tomorrow, you know, finally we're actually proving it out that that we can probably do two floors a week. We 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 were early on this topic in the U.S. Then we kind of went by the wayside. Um, we had a major developer in New York City do make an attempt at some prefabrication uh, a few years back. But countries like Japan and China seem to have been faster on this. And, and why aren't there more SLIs out there um, playing around with this type of technology? Um, I think everyone's got ideas and there's certainly been some notions out there in companies that have, that have tried and, uh, and, and not, not succeeded. But I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that if you're going to build this way, you need run rate. You need run rate on your panels. So if you can reduce uh, a unit to 12 panel style, so our floor panels, they come in different widths. So, so with, you know, we, we've, we've really developed on the software side where we have a configurator where we can configure units. So between a one bedroom a studio, one bedroom, two bedroom, three bedroom, there's just combination of, of assortment of different floor panels that we can tie together. Uh, to accomplish that different wall panels so so we reduce the amount of customization that goes into the building yep. so yep. if you reduce it to a finite amount of parts and within those parts there's thousands of little objects that are all that make those assemblies um you can get pretty creative but you're not reinventing the wheel every time you do a building every time yeah and exactly I'm every every building is not a new project it's it's a it's an iterative prop part of, uh, or an iterative sequence you get yeah. better every time yeah, our chassis is the same. It doesn't mean the car is going to have the same tires and the same paint, paint right? So, so let's take a brief commercial break. And then we'll, when we come back, we're going to talk about the technical attributes of the building, i.e. what kind of technology is going into it to make it uh, this highly efficient, um, highly energy efficient building. So let's hear from one of our sponsors and we'll be right back. All right, we're back and we're going to bring Steve back and continue this great conversation. So Steve, my my teams asked me if I wanted to play the video and I said, no, I don't want to give up the two minutes. We have too much to talk about. So we, we will make that video available to our audience. But, you know, I want to dig into the technical attributes of the project. You know, we, we, we talked you know, about the construction side of it, but what technologies are you putting into the building, you know, into the systems and the walls 
that are going to make this energy efficient, operationally efficient? Yeah, we we've teamed up uh, with ILFI to to meet some criteria on on how we treat wastewater, um, how we treat energy, and the like. And, and in doing so, ILFI is really unique in the sense that they want to collect the data. You need to analyze the data and prove out your point. You know, it's great to say you designed a building that's going to do all these things, but <clears throat> where the rubber meets the road, we're going to prove it out through a collection of data. So. Um, so on 303 Batty, for example, we have on-site solar and off-site solar. That'll top us up to 105% uh, of that building's energy. So are you building the off-site solar or are you renting it from somebody else? No, we build that as well. We build. Okay. So we'll have our own solar farm and that'll offset other buildings that we can have in our, in our portfolio as well, depending on where they are uh, across the country. Um, water reclamation. So we have a gray water uh, treatment plant in the building. That's already down on a skid in the basement, uh, getting plumbed in. So, so that'll that'll recycle water to use in the toilets. So we use recycled gray water for the toilets and the irrigation on the rooftop and and uh, for the washing machine as well. So, so you know we start to look at you know reducing our water consumption by fifty percent. Uh, we already proved out on the energy side at uh, forty-seven seven. Um, the average energy bill for a tenant was about five dollars. Really. So, so yeah, you're very efficient in our panels and our insulation uh, and in our hydronic heating that we're using. Uh, so, so we looked at it that 303 batteries are master metered building. So nobody gets an energy bill. With this well, because I know we talked about you had gone from individual metering to master meter just because the cost became negligible. Yeah, I mean, the, when the rental on the globe is more expensive than the bill itself, it seems seems kind of silly. So uh, again, this is a challenge dealing with electrical code in some jurisdictions and uh, in control. But ultimately, you know, we see that as you know the building really is outpacing uh, what electrical code has you overbuild in your buildings for consumption. Now, now, how about from the building automation, the building smarts? Have you built any features that make the tenants' lives a little better, a little bit more efficient, enjoyable? Yeah, yeah, and you know, we really tackled that, and we obviously look to partners in the industry that can help us. Uh, we can't do everything on our own, so within the construction itself, within various uh, partners like Otis Elevators, uh, folks like Williams who do a fan coal unit that runs off. Uh, the groundwater, cold groundwater in, in uh, Seattle. So we use that to chill the building in the summer. Um, but on the, on the tech side, we just found that the one aspect we wanted to have was tenant privacy. Privacy was really big for us. Uh, we started looking at various IoT functionality products and systems uh, and cloud-based systems where that was hard to control. So, so we, uh, we have a, a brilliant software team in-house uh, producing what we call SLI Connect in the building. And it's really a, a system that points to the tenant for tenant features. So an amalgamation in one platform or one app on your phone that control uh, lights and blinds and the temperature and the front door of your building and access to the building as well. So it's a, it's a, a you know, conglomerate of that, but also the data in the building with leak detectors and door open uh, sensors and various arrays for humidity around the building. Uh, SLI Connect also faces the building operator and the building owner as well. So they get a vision of how their building's performing, uh, which which uh, light fixtures aren't operating that day, those kind of things. They'll see without them. infringing on privacy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. That that is so critically important. Because in a day, in a time when we want to censor everything, and I get it, we've been promoting it for 15, 20 years, 
cameras and microphones and all these IoT devices may be good for you know in, increased functionality, but they also lay the groundwork for cyber attacks and for privacy. Um, uh, and so being cognizant of that and from the very beginning and building that into your philosophy, I think will put you light years ahead of, of anybody who's you know attempting to do the same thing. Um, and, and so if you had to describe this building to somebody you know, in 30 seconds, you're coming down the elevator, right? And, and you got a, a, a big owner, you know, developer or a, a big construction company executive. How do you, you know, explain this building in 30 seconds? Wow, that's a good question. Um, I mean, it is, it's an amenity rich building um, that really it's, it's alive. It, uh, we collect a lot of data and data really has no value, but when you can start to manipulate that data and you can start drawing correlations uh, for cross-functionality within the building uh, of various platforms uh, on the technology side, you know, the, the insights that an owner will get on energy consumption alone, where we, we, we have CTs in all our load centers, we can see what's going on in a, in a unit per se. Um, uh, that information is invaluable to them. And, uh, and for us as well, we use that data then to get back into our cycle of design and construction. So, so we look at the data and, and then we start to see how we can modify or, or improve our product. Now that, uh, how about some advice insight for that developer who's you know, just starting to contemplate a project and is looking at the traditional ways uh, of building you know, buildings what do you can do you offer services consulting to them can they buy license your products how does somebody who wants to get in on this uh who doesn't have a lot of experience do that yeah we have our we have our development team uh looking at that and uh i think you know for for us out of the gate it is something new that we're doing so for 303 battery you know what we we find we have a, a purchaser that's buying the building but again we, we've kind of financed the construction so so we're going ahead and we'll hand over the keys to the new car when it's done um think, oh so you're not going to own and operate you you're you build and this one is this one is sold uh we do have a building coming up that we will own and operate and that will be our our, our real life sandbox with uh, all of our all of our lab people in there, you know, we're working away and we can get some some real-time data on what it is that's going in. And, uh, you know, ultimately all our buildings, I think will be on that form of network where we've got some pretty high-tech functionality going on and we need to be able to optimize it and, and control it as well. So we're offering that as a service, uh, again, to, to uh, building owners. Um, I asked, I said earlier that we'd like to have you back. Is there any, possibility that we could get you to go on site you know with a camera and maybe we do our next episode literally with you on site able to walk around and show us some of the components and, and walk us through the project is that at all a possibility i'll probably have to talk to legal first but uh, okay. <laughs> but, uh always I think, uh, I think so you know we have uh, the the units that we do have down at 303 we have that's our version five we actually have an, a functioning apartment uh, down at Soto as well of that one that, that's functional. So so that might be a, a nice way to look yeah, at it. As long as we can grab some Wi-Fi you know, and, and a, a camera, then uh, I think that would be interesting for our audience to actually you know, be able to walk with you through the building and give us a kind of a, a tour, if you would. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's I think it's going to be uh, certainly a component of our, of our sales process. We're documenting how we how we build the buildings. You know, our, our digital platform goes far beyond just what we're putting in the building. It, it starts at our design table 
you know, in, in Revit and Inventor, how we build panels and stuff. And then we flow into the factory with this, the same modeling aspect. So then we start to track panels. Everything has a barcode. Um, you know, our, our Otis elevator wall panels that have our ways already built in. Well, that's a, they're already tested. They're already inspected. They're ready to go. So, so those sub assemblies that go into the building, uh, we need to track those. So we have a, through our software, we can track the panels. We can know where they are in a building. If we had to change something or, or add a, add a trinket to a panel, we know where everything is within this building. So all I keep thinking of is the physics. The chemistry and the geometry are just getting better and better and better. And, and that's what we need, especially in the built environment where it, it is such a wasteful process uh, in many respects. You guys are applying a layer of science to it that uh, is, uh, is something that you should be very proud of. So. Well, thank, thanks, Jim. And, uh, you know, I had to really come at this on the networking side, which is, which is my, my forte, and really catch up to what the team has done on the built side. Uh, this building is fiber to the suite. Uh, it's all DC power throughout as well to operate all of our IoT devices, Wi-Fi, uh, access control. Uh, for 303 battery, all of our corridor lighting and our lobby lighting and all of our exterior lighting is all low voltage, uh, right back to our data head end. So uh, we're using Corning products, uh, both power and, uh, and LAN in the building. Uh, and that opens us up to everything that we could put in the building today and also gives us a, a pretty uh, robust platform to add to. Like I said earlier, we need three hours to talk. So we, you know, I mean, we're just scratching the surface. This building is gonna be talked about a lot in the future. Uh, and uh, we wanna continue with you on that journey. Unfortunately, we're out of time, uh, but I gotta say thank you for being with us today and sharing your message and your journey and the vision of SLI and these great projects. And uh, hopefully you will come back and let us uh, continue with you. You bet. Sounds great, Jim. Thank you. Thanks okay. for having me. Be well. Have a great day. Bye-bye. All right. With that, uh, let's bring Howard on to give us uh, the news of the week. And uh, boy, I'll tell you, that, that that crazy? I mean, how long have we been waiting for that project? Uh, that's a fascinating project. Fascinating company. Yes, we have. And I, I just can't wait till we start seeing greater adoption. It, it just makes so much sense. Yeah, it Amazing. It took 25 years, at least in my journey, to get to today. Yeah. You know, I think that um, I think people are realizing you know, that the, these numbers, this the science works, and uh, it is a stubborn industry. You know, we've been around for 100 years, but you can't deny the success of projects like this anymore. No, no, and I think now with the rising construction costs and the supply chain issues, uh, this may start being. We may start seeing a little bit more of this being adopted. Yeah, I agree. And I'm, I'm proud that we gave him an award. I think um, it's going to be another one of those that five years from now we can say spot on. So Absolutely. Let me get out of your way, do the news, and I'll see you in a couple. Well, thanks, Jim. And, and, and thank you, Steve. Just fascinating talk today. Uh, so I'm going to highlight a couple of items from our weekly news briefing. We release every Thursday at 11 a.m. And last Tuesday, we hosted our 23rd annual RealCom and iBecom Digi Awards. We launched the Digis back in 1999 recognize and honor forward-thinking companies, next-gen real estate projects, innovative technologies, as well as those outstanding leaders. I mean, the folks who've really gone above and beyond to positively impact our industry. So awards were given in multiple categories on both the RealCom and IBCon side. And in our lead article this week, we posted winners in each category who were announced in, during the Digi ceremony last Tuesday evening. I can't, I can't go in, I can't name them all right now, but I just wanna say congratulations 
to all our 2021 winners and thanks to each of them for their contributions and dedication to the industry. Uh, next, a shout out to this week's tech partner, Yardi. Um, so whether investing in partnerships, funds, REITs, or others, investors are really looking for pretty much the same thing. They want optimized returns, timely capital solicitations, clear communications across investment life cycle, and accurate distributions. And technology has really improved a lot of these processes and eliminated a lot of snail mail reports, paper checks, and massive spreadsheets. But investors now, they want to dive more deeply into the operations of the investments. They want to understand how they can possibly be improved. And, this, and Chris Barbieri from Yardi built a form of formidable case that aggregating all of those siloed data sources into a single connected technology platform can reduce complexity, draw from a single source of truth, and help manage assets in real time. Great article. Also, shout out to our uh, other tech partner, Join. Now, there's still a tremendous amount of uncertainty around what the return to office is going to look like. We don't know all the variables and how they're going to play out. And so much is dependent on company type and culture and location. Uh, we know tenant experience is important and digital amenities like gigabit, uh, broadband, cybersecurity, and unified communications are critical. Plus overlay, you need sensors, platforms to provide space intelligence so you can track your occupancy, book and shared amenities, monitor air and environment. And when they layer on shorter leases and more agile workplaces, you have a basic rec recipe to attract folks back to the office. So bottom line, you need a well thought out, integrated, resilient network infrastructures and foundation. Now on the technology, emerging technology front, uh, Seoul, Korea Metropolitan Government announced Monday, it's gonna be the first major city to enter the metaverse, which they're gonna be calling Metaverse Seoul. Think shared 3D virtual world where you do everything using augmented and virtual reality equipment. Now Seoul's idea is use this metaverse for its entire municipal administration, economic, cultural, tourism, educational, and, and civic services. And if this works, soon Seoul citizens will be able to put on a VR headset, meet with city officials for virtual consultation, and attend mass events. It's a first, and not surprising, it's coming out of Seoul. Finally, Water Street Tampa, 56-acre mixed-use waterfront development, recently won Wired Scores Platinum for its first office tower. They scored high uh, for wired score features like universal communication chambers, telecommunication in intakes, building-wide wireless network, and generator space. Using GigaMonster's universal access network, UAN, they worked with Water Street Tampa's uh, technology innovation partner, Whitespace, to create this ultra-modern network platform with 5G Wi-Fi within the workspaces, common areas, and amenity spaces. Great project. Keep an eye on it. That's it for me today. Uh, out of time. Check our weekly briefing, and I will see you all next week. Awesome. Howard, great job. Um, boy, these projects are just a, a Tampa project we gave a Digi Award to a couple of years ago. Um, we're starting to hear more and more of these things. They're becoming more and more real, becoming more mainstream. I think we really are uh, going to another chapter in this book of smart, intelligent, connected buildings. Yeah, I think a lot of these mega projects are pushing the envelope, especially the smart district projects. Uh, a lot more of them are coming on board right now. And uh, the uptake of technology and innovation, I think, is increasing at an increasing rate. So we're going to be seeing some cool stuff in 2022, I think. Totally agree. All right. Thank you so much. And with that, before um, I wrap the show and tell you about next week, we're going to hear from our final sponsor. And I will be right back. Well, I think we... I think that just about wraps it up for this week. 
Um, let's see. I think next next week uh, our guest is going to be uh, Eugenie Desgupta from Merck. We're going to be talking about smart buildings and smart experiences. Uh, so I'd like to invite everybody to join us uh, next Friday. And with that, uh, I wish you all a, a, a great weekend and um, we'll see you all next week.